Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. To the Lena Nelson Dooley Show on the Long Came a Rider Blog Talk uh, Radio Network. Welcome, listeners, and welcome, Karen. <clears throat> I'm really, I'm really excited about what all we're going to talk about today uh, because you have a lot of the kind of expertise that all of us authors need. Uh, I want. I'm going to first share your bio with our listeners so they'll see what uh, what you do and, and how busy you are. Karen Whiting has a heart to grow tomorrow's wholesome families today. And that's a good idea. She lets creativity flow into her writing to encourage women, families, and children. Her newest book, The Gift of Bread, Recipes for the Heart, and the table reflects her passion for bread, sharing meals, and growing up helping at her grandparents' restaurant. She is an international speaker, former television host of Puppets on Parade, certified writing and marketing coach, and author of 25 books for women, children, and families. She has written more than 700 articles for more than 60 publications. Wow. And loves to hear her imagination splash over the pages of what she writes. She writes for Leading Hearts, The Kids' Arc, Crosswalk. I used to write for Crosswalk. I haven't in a long time. And BMC International. Karen's awards include the Christian Retailing Best Award, Children's Nonfiction, for the one year My, Prince, one year My Prince's Devotions, and the Military Writer Society of America's Gold Medal for Stories of Faith and Courage from the Home Front. She enjoys adventure and rode a camel in the Canary Islands, whitewater rafted in Australia, rode horseback in Jamaica's ocean, and enjoyed scuba diving off the coast of Bermuda. Wow, that's a lot of fun things. I'm I'm sure I would love to. <laughs> One of the dreams of my dreams has been to go to Australia. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen now. I may just have to see it from heaven. Uh, <clears throat> and we never know what's one. around the corner. My dream since I was 10 was to go to China, and I ended up with an all-expense-paid trip to China to do an imagination tour with, uh, to speak to students, teachers, and camp educators. So that was amazing. <laughs> well. If God if God provides the way, I'll be glad to go. That's for sure. Right. Uh, lis- listeners, the way you can find Karen online is www.karenwhiting.com. Uh, now, I want us to discuss your, your newest book, uh, I think we're going to discuss two books, but let's do the newest one, 
the gift of bread. That sounds wonderful to me. Uh, Tell us why you wrote that book. When I was first called to write, that is the book I thought God wanted me to write. It actually took 22 years to get a publisher. Uh now, So it's with a very good publisher. I really always loved bread making. I grew up in the restaurant business with not just my grandparents' restaurant, but next door to me. My uncle had a restaurant, made bread with my great-grandmother who lived in town, both my grandmothers, my mother, and really always enjoyed that. Plus, I really enjoyed reading about Jesus as the bread of life and reading about bread in the Bible from the Old Testament on through to the book of Revelation. And so I wanted to share that with people. Plus, you know, my heart is to really help families thrive, and we are losing that in losing our mealtime, in losing cooking together, in losing in sitting back and not savoring our bread and really talking about it. My father, his big thing at meals was to sit back and butter his slice of bread and then sit and have that and talk with us. And so I, yeah. to me, that's part of the heart of mealtime is to sit around the table and really savor the food and converse with one another. Well, now, James and I are all that are at home, you know, now because we're uh, in our 70s. But we have a large family that live in this mid-cities area between Dallas and Fort Worth. And uh, our family gets together for every holiday and sometimes in between holidays and and for birthdays and I love that and and like I uh, have two grandchildren who are adults who will come over and help uh when for the things I fix or they they and I fix now so I like that getting together with your grandchildren and them helping you cook so I know I know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, so uh, does does this have devotions with it too or just? Yes. It's a devotional cookbook, bread-making book. So every chapter of the 60 chapters begins with a heartwarming story around bread. It's followed by a devotional on bread in the Bible. And then that's followed by either a bread recipe or a tips, a list of tips on how to make bread better or how to serve bread and uh, things like that. Wow. I will like that book. I will like that book. <laughs> I know I will. Well, you'll <laughs> then, get one soon. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other book you have here uh, that you sent to me, the, the cover uh, family devotions made easy. It's 52 weekly devotions for busy families, and uh, I know that my my uh, oldest granddaughter uh, she will really enjoy that book because they have uh, three children, five and under, and uh, both she and her husband work at our church and uh, it's busy, really busy. And and I, I know this book would be good for him. So tell us kind of a little about this book. Well, that book is set up to do by the week, not every day. 
So you can choose whether to do a little part each day or just, and every week has a focus with a family beatitude in it so that you know what it's about and you might even want to post that family beatitude. Uh, It's just to help you know what you're doing. So say uh, the one that's on money sense, happy is the family who learns balance with money for they will thrive. Things like this. And then there's cool. hands-on activities to do to get the children focused on what the topic's about, followed by a contemporary story of kids their age. And then there's wow. a connection with a Bible story you can read, and there's some chat questions that have scriptures and questions to talk about. Plus there's a special section towards the end of each week that you can choose to do. To, uh, which has scrapbook prayer journal options of things to draw in a scrapbook and add pictures because most people take all these photos and some of them even scrapbook and make these big books of their photo, but they don't really make a faith scrapbook. And this will give them a spiritual faith scrapbook by the end of the year. Cool. You're just, you just have really good ideas, Karen. I love that. <laughs> Well, thanks. I just, you know, I had five children, and they, I can remember when the youngest was two and really able to join us with the devotions. By that time, the oldest was 16, so we had a big Uh spread, and we had to make sure we did things that could bridge those ages and work together, and that's the type of thing that I would do. And, of course, with the older ones in high school by then, they were running all over the place with their activities, and we were (laughs) a busy family, so... We made sure we could focus on things, but sometimes it stretched over the week before we did all the things you might want to do, and yet it focused on the one topic, and we could think about that one main verse every day of that week and post it up. So that, I think, helps the busy family, and it takes away from being guilty guilty if they feel like they don't do enough. And we just suggest at the beginning of the book that you choose how it's going to work for your family. And some weeks you may do everything, and some weeks you may just choose a couple of things to do. And that's okay. You just do what you can. Cool. That one sounds really good, too. That other thing that we want to discuss today is about marketing. Um, You you are real in... uh, Uh, Christian Authors Network, and we can talk about that toward the end. Um, And that is marketing organization, actually. I mean, we do a lot of other things. We pray for each other, and we have other things going on. But it's specifically for marketing uh, Christian Authors books, and uh, you've been involved in all of that. So, Uh, share what you are setting in motion for your September release. Give us kind of an idea about how you set up your marketing. Right. And that book is going to follow that 52 weekly devotion for busy families. It's going to be 52 weekly devotions for service families. So that's going to, the stories in that and any family can enjoy it and understand a little bit more about families who serve their community, nation, or internationally because it's going to focus on families that have a policeman, a firefighter, a military mm-hmm. person, a missionary, mm-hmm. 
uh, an EMT, one of those types of people in their family because they have their own unique uh, lifestyle, as you might say. They face danger yeah. a little more than other people do and and separations and crazy work schedules. So it's going to focus on that. Now, when I was editing it particularly, I started writing, a, a, creating a meme for every week, and actually I'm creating a second meme for every week. I want a meme for that family beatitude I did, and there's a meme on, for the focus of the week, and that way I'll be, and I've been putting them on a hidden Pinterest board as well as in a file, so I can put them up on social medias, and I can either release the whole board at one time or parts of it at a time, maybe a quarter of the year at a time, that sort of thing. Now, I also, for my endorsements, went to the people that were heads, like the head of the Fellowship of Christian Police and the head of Office of Christian Fellowship and all cool. to get their endorsements and spoke to them about things I could do in the future when the book releases. Once I have a book cover, I will go back to those people and find out what can um, I do to promote the book. Is there a place I could speak? Can I send you a couple of copies? Uh, do you want to use, uh, you know, uh, a couple a week here or there in your newsletters, this type of thing? So I'll be working with them a little more closely. And some of them, we've already talked about some of this, and I will continue to see what can happen with that. Now, I have, with my bread book over the past year, I was spending every Thursday for several months doing a Facebook Live cooking show. And towards the end of the year, oh. I was starting to, at times, weave in crafts to bridge me into as this book comes out, because of those activities I have, I'll be doing some of those activities and additional activities they could do for the different weeks and do a Facebook Live for that. So it will combine things up. And when I take those Facebook Lives, say on the bread book, I was taking the bread making and putting those on YouTube and at the same time writing a homeschool course on bread baking that was uh, part of the subscription service of courses that the old schoolhouse magazine does so that students, uh, homeschool students could take that course, buy the book to co go with it, and each unit would have a, a YouTube video to watch that had originally been a Facebook Live. So I try to bring those things together when I'm doing something. And then mm -hmm. I'm also looking at the articles that I can write for the future that would come out at the same time the book is released. I did just because I already have the 52 Devotions for Busy Families on More to Life, the mtlmagazine.com. My new article there is on uh, Let's Do Devotions. <laughs> and it's for yeah. doing family devotions and how to get you, how to do that and what will help encourage you to continue doing that. So I do those articles, particularly ones that I can do to help promote a book. Do you have an author's page on BookBub? No, I don't think I've gone to BookBub. I've read it. I think that's one that's a little bit more fiction than it is the nonfiction. Well, they, I think they occasionally have nonfiction books. Yeah, I'll have um, to because look I that get, I'm, uh, I know that uh, that like uh, or on you. Do you use Goodreads? Yes, I use Goodreads, not heavily, but I am on there. Yeah, if you can, if you can get uh, uh, 
the on on book bookbub as you uh, make recommendations of books that goes out that goes out to all of the other bookbub authors and if they uh go to read it 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 very often they start following you and then the things that you do on bookbub that comes to them their their followers also see so i've i have found bookbub to be uh i'm just in the big i'm just in the real beginnings of uh not of utilizing my uh bookbub author page i'm trying to get my followers up to a thousand because you get more help from bookbub when uh-huh. you have a thousand followers and i'm i'm just under 700 so i'm getting there it, it takes a while well, I will check that out. It's always good to know something else. That's why we have shows like yours and why we talk to one another to share what we know because there, there is so much to learn. I know. I'm I'm always learning new. Uh, you know, that for a long time I thought, well, I've got it down. I know what to do. And it the uh, publishing market now is so fluid and there are so many new ways and 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 of course there are so many books uh that are all wanting to sell well you know and so it's there's something new all the time it's just something yes. new all the time right. uh okay you write many articles how do they help with your book promotion right well they get my name out they if they have a good bio, it's really nice because then they will include my bio there. And I can go uh-huh. to a lot of places and places you might not originally expect to find your audience because you can go to your secondary and tertiary audiences. So when I had my book, The One Year My Princess Devotions, come out, one of the things I, I said to Tyndale I wanted to do was to write for some teen magazines. And they said, but this is for preschoolers. And I said, yes, and who do those preschoolers look up to? But they're babysitters, they're big sisters. And so I did an article, and they ended up doing a very big spread. It was a big feature article in the teen magazine I did on mentoring young girls and helping them Mm -hmm. become princesses. And they even had some excerpts from the book as well as, you know, steps and what they can do and just reminding those teen girls what an influence they are for girls around them, whether they're at church, at home, babysitting, any place they are, that little girls are looking up to what they are doing. And so yeah, that's, that that's was an good. interesting audience to get those girls to want to promote the book, basically, to the young girls, because they are a big influence. And so I will do ones that will really help in different ways. And others, like I did a whole article on the gift of bread for Christmas for a Columbia, South Carolina magazine. And that, again, that I'm sharing there about gifting bread and how for many years, Really, since I was married, I would make Christmas breads in different shapes, hearts and candy canes and wreaths, and bring them to my neighbors. I still do that. And that it was just my way of of sharing with my neighbors, and I would put a little Christmas card with it. And 
often it would open up conversations just gifting them with bread. And it came from my grandmother who gifted people with bread throughout the year. She had a, a wonderful gift of that where if somebody passed away, she circled a month later and six months later and wrote their name in, and she would bring bread to that family those times because she felt people do something right away, but then they forget, and you're still Right. And so gifting people with bread is very special to me, a great name for the book because of that component of my life that I have done that, but we also have the gift of Jesus, the bread of life that God gave us. So it it all Mm -hmm. ties in and sharing bread. You know, when Jesus really, before he told the people, I am the bread of life, he fed 5,000 people that day. And then that because he warmed their hearts, he fed them, and then he shared with them what his real gift to them was beyond multiplying bread. Cool. I like that a lot. You know, actually, speaking about uh, things that are going on right now um, with and I'm not speaking politically but with the the shutdown because of of the lack of of agreement all of these uh, workers who are who are government workers and are not uh, getting pay would this would be a good time for those of those of us that these people have worked for all all the all the time to reach out like that like you're talking about reach out with uh, with bread right. with food yes. you know with with mm-hmm. books of a good time encouraging to our, our food banks mhm but see these know, articles then when you're go touching ahead. their hearts and sharing in an article, that's what gets their attention to think of you as an author and look up your book. And mm-hmm. yet a lot of the times we'll do it, say, filling a food bank or encouraging people to do that and, and to share their food with other people, really because that's in our heart, which is part of why we're writing about those topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often, <laughs> when... Like when I go to the doctor, uh, that I will take uh, some books to make sure everybody who who takes care of me at the doctor's uh, gets a copy of one of my books, and I take uh, the doctors, you know, and and uh, so, sometimes I keep books in my car. And when we go out to eat, we offer a book to uh, the waiter or waitress, you know, who comes. And if someone comes to my house to, like, uh, to clean our our, uh, heating ducts or whatever they're at the house for, I always offer them a book. And this is... This is kind of in your own backyard kind of thing. Yeah. But in addition to introducing someone to your writing, you're blessing them. Because, yes, I I do market, but 
as much as that, I'm also wanting to bless someone. And I'm sure you do too. Because you want want it to to be a blessing to people. Uh, Now, another thing you had on here, how do you piggyback some of your marketing efforts? Right. You know, I often think of people marketing as they put a little dot of here and a dot there of what they're doing. But I'm trying to find a vision of if I'm connected all the dots or I know where the dots are going, there's a picture. That's my vision of what I want to do. So it's having more of a strategic plan of when you're doing things. So, like, next week I'll be flying up to Atlanta and driving with another author, Cynthia Simmons, who's also in Cannes, to the Christian Product Expo in the Poconos. But on the way, we're going to be doing events at a number of stores, and we're going to just stop at other stores to give them bookmarks and things and uh, to just say hi to them and see how they're going and pray with them. But we'll be marketing, of course, just by giving them bookmarks they can give their customers. We'll also be finding out what they need, what are the needs of the, the people that come into their store, and then we'll be blessing people when, like, at one store I'll be doing some children's events, so we'll make some little doll necklaces and things. And other stores I'll be doing a bread-baking demonstration where they can taste bread and they can just walk in the store and smell that aroma of bread. And Cynthia will be talking about her Civil War book and showing uh, Civil War money to people and things. So I think it'll be a lot of fun, but that's piggybacking some of those things while we're on a trip and doing that. There's other ways that I would piggyback, you know, just the idea that when I do Facebook Live, I'm then going to immediately put it up on YouTube, and then I'm going to use that from YouTube maybe as a link in an article. So if I have an article that's maybe on bread and I'm talking about making bread centerpieces like muffin bouquets, I can give them the link where they can watch me doing that. And so I, I try to get these things to flow together and once they have one thing, what else can I add to that? Like, I already know I'm going out to Oregon this summer, really celebrating my future daughter-in-law's graduation from college and the engagement. But I've known a store out there for a long time that's right at that same campus. And so I already emailed Kevin, and the owner, and said, hey, can I do an event on this date? I'll be in your town of all places. And he said, I would love to have you come. So it's, it's having that network connection and then going in and seeing how do we connect up and how can we piggyback because we're doing one thing, can we do something else? And I'll be looking up and seeing what media is there to see if I can be on a radio show before I'm actually in the store to help bring people in. Cool, cool. <clears throat> okay, our our time is – 30 minutes goes really fast, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, uh, yes. Let's mention – more about the Christian Authors Network because we probably have some uh, Christian authors uh, listening. Right. Well, uh, as long as you have at least one book published by a traditional royalty Christian publishing house and it's still in print and you have a second book wherever it's published, it doesn't matter as much there, then um, you can apply to become a member of CAN, of Christian Authors Network. And we have a lot of partnering within the industry. Months that's doing the Christian Products Show, which will be taking over and basically doing what we used to call International Christian Retail Show. They'll be doing that in August. Um, they're a great group to partner with because they have a magazine. And uh, normally 
Publishers have to pay to get those articles in those magazines because they go out to the customers that go to all the stores that have the ads created by months. And CAN fills in on any article they need, and so we get a lot of articles in there. We blog for them. We're starting to partner with the International Christian Video and Movie ICVM organization where they've been taking a look particularly asked for one sheets from our authors of their books, their, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, because they do documentaries as well as movies. And they're also coming back the other way to see who, are, who could write screenplays or who could write the book because they have a movie or they have a book, but now they need a screenplay. So those types of partnerships are done within CAN to help us promote our books and do it within the yes. industry. And we pass That's on a lot of information. You know, we have a, uh, a college organization, a library association that reviews our, our books and puts those up in their journal twice a year. So there's uh, a lot of things you get because you're a member of those opportunities to do those things. Oh, yes. It has been. I, I've been a member for years, and it has been very valuable to me, too. Uh, I want to take a little a little bit right now to thank you, Kat, Karen, <laughs> Karen, for uh, being with us today. I thank you for uh, sharing some of your expertise and these wonderful books. And I want to remind the listener that they can find out a lot more about you at www.karen, K-A-R-E-N, Whiting, W-H-I-T-I-N-G, all one word, dot com. And uh, uh, look her up, look her books up. You'll be glad you did. And thank you, Karen. Oh, thank you, Lena. Have a great week. You too.